Those who have survived the unthinkable and unspeakable violence behind the closed doors of their own homes are speaking out now more than ever. This podcast is dedicated to sharing their stories and the journeys of people who've transformed their lives from surviving into thriving. Join me and my guests as we dive into what healing from trauma really looks like. Hear heartwarming and awe-inspiring stories of overcoming the odds. Welcome to the Flow Rising Podcast. The show contains adult topics and often triggering stories. Audience discretion is advised. Before we get started, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, then like and share your favorite videos. Thanks for the support. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Flow Rising Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Megan, and today I am very honored to be joined by Martha. We're going to talk all things business and healing as usual, but first, Martha, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Megan. I'm so excited excited to be here. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. So we start every show the same, and I will let you take the stage here for just a minute. Share with myself and the audience what's going on in life now, the type of business you run, the type of things you're bringing into the world, all those exciting, wonderful things that are happening right now. Yeah. So I am a certified life and health coach. I like to call myself a life visionary because it's really my um, uh, innate ability to hold space and vision for others' highest good because I've done a lot of work to get myself there. So I like to be able to help others now um, in my coaching to be able to help them get there. I'm also a published author. And my book's coming out on January 16th, which I'm very excited about. Yes, so just about a month away. I'm also um, a motivational speaker. So I like to be able to share light and love and encouragement for anybody that's been through life crises or um, as you'll hear uh, my story in a little bit, you know, I've been through a lot, but it's all prepared me, I feel, for this exact moment. And all the cool things that I'm getting to do with it, because I think when we have, when we find purpose in our pain, um, we are able to live a purpose-filled life, and that's what I'm really trying to do now. That's beautiful. I love that. So let's start with the book. That's awesome. Wonderful. Congratulations. I'm looking Thank at my you. dog because she's about to. Oh, oh, we're not going to bark. We're good. <laughs> So share with us what's the title of your book and just a little bit about what it's about, um, because this episode will come out before your book, so it'll be a good plug. Excellent. So yeah, I'm actually part of a collaboration. It's called Breaking the Silence, the Voices of Survivors. And our book has 21 different authors, and they're all um, they're all stories of of breaking the silence in one way or the other after trauma, after tragedy, after illness, um, and they're all stories of resilience. They're all stories of basically putting your life back together after huge things have happened mm -hmm. to derail us in one way or the other. And so my story is, is just one of the stories that is in this, um, this upcoming anthology. And I'm really proud of it. This is the first time that I've ever really um, put my story in writing and allowed the, the world to read it. And I'm really excited and I'm really proud of it, but I'm really proud of all the other authors too. The, I, I I'm so excited to be part of this collaboration because these are incredibly amazing people, and I feel so blessed to be in that uh, in in that same that same book with them. So yeah, really exciting. That is awesome. That is really really wonderful. I I love the 
you know, the, the sharing of the stories. I think it's one of the reasons I do this, um, that it's so, it's important for those of us who are willing because I honor other people's journeys. And some people are just like, no, talking mm -hmm. aloud is not. And I'm like, I get it. I'm called to that, to share, to be open. Um, just because, and I'm sure you can echo this, that it's just part of my own healing journey has been, it's not a secret. It's not, yeah. it's not private. It was the privacy that kept me there for 18 years. Um, you know, cause I was in a marriage, you know, my audience knows well, but I was in a marriage for 18 years that was very violent and very abusive and silence was part of that. Yeah. And breaking that silence, um, you know, has been super healing for me. Um, so I have a dog trying to climb my lap. My dogs are being great. <laughs> It's it's Christmas time, so you know delivery drivers are amok out there. So anyway, share with us, you know, a little bit. You know, obviously, talking and sharing and speaking sounds like that's a big part of your own healing. Um, share with has, us a little bit about it that. It has been, and it took me a really long time to get here, to get to that place where I'm comfortable um, to share it. Because for so long, every time I spoke of it, I had to relive that pain. I had to relive that trigger. I had to relive. Um, so, you know, this healing process that I've been in for the last 19 years, it took time to get to every step, right. And the step to actually be able to share my story out loud without falling to bits or um, feeling triggered by sharing. It took me a long time to get here. It's only been in the last, uh, but I would say about a year and a half that I'm like, no, you know what? My, I, my story deserves to be heard. It needs to be heard and it will help somebody else. So that's literally the only reason why I share is because I know that somebody else will benefit and somebody else will say, what? I, that's exactly how I feel. I like, it doesn't matter if our stories and the plot start the same, the isolation, the manipulation, the narcissism, all the things that I went through, you went through as well from the bits you've told me about your story. Those are things that resonate with other people. And if we can share our story in order to make others feel less alone, then that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's it. It's just one of those things, like I, you know, like I said, not everybody can do it. Not everybody's there. I am almost five years out of my situation. And I, I don't know why, but about two years ago, I was just like, no, no. I, I mean, it, you can probably tell talking's like my thing. Like, I'm actually a really big talker if I'm in a comfortable situation. And I'm just like, you know, as I was starting my journey, I would hear other people tell their stories. And it would, like you said, it, from a place of empowerment of this happened and, and I just desperately want, like, still want to be there to be like, oh, no, I can say these things happened and that doesn't make me a bad person or that doesn't, there's no shame in what I, I, I'm actually, you know, strong and, and all of those things. Um, so yeah, no, it's, I think talking is just huge for those of us who choose that path. Well, and we realize through our healing that we're not defined by the things mm -hmm. that happen to us. We're yeah. not defined by the trauma, by the tragedy, by the silence, by we're not defined by any of those things. What we're defined by is what we're, what we're doing with it for the positive. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to be remembered by. And I think that that's the same way with you is you're like, you know what? I don't want to be stuck in the past. I don't want to be stuck in the poor me, the things that happened to me. Yes, they sucked. They were crappy, 
they were, you know, inhuman to allow those mm-hmm. things to happen to us. But we are resilient. We are powerful. We we have, um, you know, we have taken those things, and we do not. We don't allow ourselves to be defined by that. So no, I love that. I think that's a, hu- a hugely important message to be like, Mm-mm, that's not, it's not yeah. who you are. It's, yeah. it's someplace, you know, that you've been and that's okay. Like yeah. th- that, that's that path. And I always look at where I am now, you know, you may resonate this too, where you're like, oh, if it only happened, it hadn't happened. I'd be a different person. I'm like, yeah, but I'd be a different person. Right. Like, exactly. Not, I wouldn't be me. Right. And that's why I say all the time is that all the things that happened to me brought me to this exact moment, right? And without all of those things, I'm not this rad person that I am. And I'm really proud to be. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we talk a lot about that healing journey here where it's like, it's a path, it's a journey. You said you've been on that journey for 19 years. So I'm like, wow, you've been on the journey almost a little little less time than I actually experienced most of it. Um, you know, like it's, it's one of those things where I think, and and you can speak to this because you're in the healing stage longer. What are some of those points? There's always the, the catalytic, the catalytic moment, which we talk a lot about. Oh, this was the thing that got me to leave that, you know, the, the awakening, but then maybe talk about some other things along the way that were just like, and this was huge. And this, and obviously talking, you know, that that's been a huge point, but what for you was like that? Nope. I got to leave. I'm aware of the situation kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're talking about what, uh, you know, what kind of uh, projected me into this new part of my life where I realized I needed healing, um, you know, we haven't really gotten into my story yet, but, um, you know, for me, I was born and raised in a religious uh, Christian evangelical cult where I was uh, physically abused, sexually abused, mentally abused, physically, spiritually, you name it. I was, I experienced trauma at the hands of this cult and this cult leader. Um, So being born into that, I knew nothing else, right? Um, At age 25, I was, I realized there was something else outside of the confines of this compound and these people and this leader. And I had um, gotten information that one of my sisters was pregnant who was on the outside and I wasn't allowed a relationship with her. And that was my moment. That was my moment that said, I don't care what I have to do. I got to get out of here because I don't want her to have her first child without me, without the support of her older sister. I'm her older sister. And that was that moment where I had never thought about escape in the same way. Like Mm -hmm. I, I was willing to scale whatever I needed to scale. I was willing to go through whatever I needed to go through in order to try and attempt and escape so that I could go to be with her through her pregnancy. So, um, that, 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 um, moment was pivotal for me. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those moments where I, I knew this was going to be it. I knew I had tried one other time to escape. I had been brought back. I had paid the penance for that, which was very, very dear and just physically grueling, mentally grueling. Um, And I didn't want to ever have to repeat that. So I knew this was my last attempt. And because if I didn't make it out this time, 
I would never be allowed the bandwidth to allow to be even close to being able to escape again because everything would would be secured down on me again. And um, so I knew that this was make it or break it. And I had fire in my soul that I had never had before. And I knew that this this was this was time. This this was it was my time. And so um, as, you know, God would have it or the universe would have it. Uh, my guardian angel showed up and, and helped me to hatch a plan. And, um, you know, looking in the rearview mirror now, I couldn't have done it without this, this man that took me under his wing. And um, it was like a grandfather figure. I called him Papa. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like he, he was the catalyst for me when I finally was able to be honest with him and saying, these are the things I'm experiencing at the hands of, of where I go home every night to. Um, and I, I need help. I can't do this by myself. I can't get out by myself. I need, you know, I need you from the outside. And, uh, so, you know, he was able to help facilitate transportation. He was, he facilitated the love and the support that I never knew or never knew I needed to know. Um, and you know, he, he was able to be there for me, but the pivotal moment was, uh, finding out my sister was pregnant and wanting to be yeah. home. Um, and then, yeah. you know. and it's, it's so interesting to me how, I mean, Nothing of my story is your, like you said, the, the, the details of what you went through. I was not born into a cult. No, I was raised in an extraordinarily abusive religion, but not in the same way in an abusive house, but not in the same way. But it, the, what you talk about, and I could just, if I hadn't had another human being, one, that I could finally say it out loud. I go home and I'm terrified he's going to beat me because he does it all the time. And I remember it was, it was a literally a random stranger I met through business networking was mine. And mm -hmm. I didn't know her from Adam, had no clue who she was. And all of a sudden, something in my head was like, now or never. Okay. But it is those, those people. I think that's yep. another piece that people don't talk about is that for so many of us, there's, there's somebody else that we're just like, yeah. I have no idea why, but I'm going to trust you, even though I don't trust any other human. Yeah. And yours again is a very extreme, but so many of us, you know, the people who are watching and listening can resonate with that. Even getting out of, you know, a situation like mine where it's a, you know, marriage or, you know, getting away as, as I'm 18 and I can get away from an abusive family. It all yeah. feels that same. It's now or never like that moment. Well, and I think that everybody knows that feeling of loneliness. I think everybody shares that feeling when they're stuck in a situation that's not serving them, right? That loneliness, that terrified um, idea that they have to wake up another day and do the same thing again, right? Like, I, those are the those are the feelings that people that have gone through the things that we have can resonate with. They're like, yeah. yes. Like th that, you know, those are, those are the feelings are the same. They are. The situations are different, but the feelings are the same and yeah. the fears are the same and the shame is the same. All of those things are the, are, are the same, even when the circumstances are different. No, it's a human universal. I think it is what has literally surprised me the most in this particular journey with my podcast. I, when I started it, I thought, okay, this is for, I can talk and I can share my story and others can hear me. And all of a sudden I'm listening and I'm receiving and the universe is going, 
you're not alone, honey. Like, well, I mean, I've had men, I've had women, I've had older people, I've had younger people. I've had people who literally came on my show a month after they left their situation, 30 years after it's like, and these truths, these human truths about people who have survived something terrible that mo- that other people who've never experienced it would go, oh, well, I would never, and I don't understand, and how did you stay? And, yeah, you, you know, everyone looks, I'm sure you've had people go, oh, well, you were in a cult, of course. I'm like, I was raised in white, middle-class America of the 80s with two parents who worked, who stayed together, and I'm, I'm the middle child of three, and picture perfect, and I was being abused the whole time, and nobody knew, and neither did I till I was in my 30s. And yeah. it's, but as soon as you realize that, yeah. like you said, you woke up to it and went, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that terrifying, and you can, you know, I'm sh- again, it's, it's very, very similar how, <laughs> as you travel through your healing journey, you know, few years, even now where there are times in, I, I do this now. So I get curious if other people do this, that you look at yourself and you go, how was I ever like, because every instant, I mean, a year out, I was different. Five years out, I'm different. Like I'm, but how does, how does that show up for you? Do you still get imposter syndrome? We're like, there's no way this is my life. All the time, <laughs> all the time. And it's even worse when somebody that you know and love, when they hear your story and they're like, how, how is this possible? You're a badass. You are, you are the one that is always the one that shows up and always has a smile on your face and is always, you know, like life and, and living it and being it. And how is that, how is this the same person? Right. And that just shows to me. And I I always say, this is the journey, right? This Mm -hmm. is the healing journey. You're seeing the product of a lot of healing, 19 years of healing, right? And this is not what it's looked like. It's been arduous. It's been ugly. It's been frightening. It's been scary. It's been shameful. Mm -hmm. It's been triggering, like all the things Mm -hmm. it has been. I've gone through all of those things and people that have known me in different phases of that journey have seen different sides of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been so lucky to have, um, amazing support on this healing journey. It sounds like as you have, right? Mm-hmm. As we have embraced our, our self, our true self, and what that really means to like who we are, love mm-hmm. who we are, embrace who we are. We are surrounded by the people that will uplift us and support us. Mm-hmm. And in my marriage, I was married for 16 years before we divorced. He was an amazing support system for yep. me. And no, no matter if it worked out or not, he mm-hmm. was there during some of the hardest years of my healing journey. He was there for the nightmares. He was there for the sleepwalking and the sleep talking. He was there when I was out of my mind of, of just because I was so traumatized and triggered all the time. And so like, he was the one that held, held me together for many, many, many years. And I'll never forget that no matter how long, you know, how, whether our marriage worked out or not, I'll never forget that support and that love and that just, you know, that space he held for me without Mm -hmm. even knowing he was doing it. He was just being a good guy for me. Right. 
Um, and so I've been very, very lucky to be surrounded with people that have been able to support me and hold space for me because it's not, it's not always looked like this. <laughs> it has no. been really ugly over the last 19 years. It, 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 this again, that's one of those things that that's what I needed to hear. And there's always something in a podcast episode that I'm like, they're going to say something that the universe like, remember, because that's, that's how I get like, I am the audience knows, but I am recently married and, you know, in a relationship with a man who is so supportive and holds amazing space. And sometimes <laughs> recently happened that I lose my mind. Right. And I'm like, I triggered you. And then you got, you, you triggered me. And now we're triggering each other and I'm screaming and I'm psychotic right now. And then I come back and I'm like, I'm sorry. And the first thing out of his mouth is you didn't do anything wrong. And here's how what you did affected me. And it's like, whoa, that, that, that space and beautiful. And, but having that human there, you know, or any, anybody, like you said, friends come and go. The friend who helped me, not a friend anymore. Life drifted us apart. Could be just not an energetic match anymore. Tried, you know, tried to hang out recently. And I'm like, nope, I'm not where I was when I knew you. And, and I appreciate you and I'm grateful for you. And it's all about serving the season. Yep. And there are so many people that come in and out of our lives that were only there for a season. And I, I very much feel like that was part of, of my marriage, right? Like we drifted mm -hmm. apart after I got where I needed to get yep. in my own evolution. Yeah. And, you know, there's that, that happens, right? That yeah. happens with friendships, that happens with relationships, yep. that happens with, with, with work, right? As mm -hmm. I continue to do the work to heal myself, I realized I was in the wrong profession, yep. you know, and I had to find something that was more in alignment with who I was becoming. And yeah. so, you know, the, I, I always talk about serving the season, right? Like there's, yeah. there's things that serve us in a certain season and then that season changes. And with that sometimes um, brings painful changes as well, yeah. but it has to make way for the new, it has to make mm -hmm. way for, it has to make room for the new. So, yeah. And I think that that's, that's for me, the point of the healing journey. You know, I was reading something recently that was talking about the only person you are always going to have your whole life is yourself. And that is why, I mean, it's worth healing, you know, and maybe there will be people who, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if you have kids with your husband, but if you do have kids, you know, you'll always be connected to him in that way. That doesn't mean that maybe it's the best thing for both of you to live together and do a marriage and be in a part. That's okay. Right. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that friendships are the same, or as you pointed out, work like, yeah, I finally had to let go of the idea of. Um, owning my own business for a time, maybe it'll come back. But honestly, it was just part of the delusion that I was in. Oh no, if I just pretend that I'm a business owner and it was very much pretending for what I was doing, if I just pretend then nobody's going to notice that this life that I've been, <laughs> oh, but I look good on the front. So it's good. Right. Yeah. But really it's chaos behind the scenes. And I finally let go of that. And it was like scary and frightening. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, but now I get to just find something new. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah I, don't right. have to, yeah. I don't have to, you know, or a lot of people will talk about as they go into their healing journeys, a nine to five does not work anymore. Can't yeah. do it. I couldn't do it. Like I I'm blessed to have a stay at home job, but I couldn't go sit in an office from nine to five anymore. 
No. Because what would happen in the middle of the day if I got too exhausted, my nervous system wore out, PTSD showed up, I got triggered, somebody said something they had no idea was going to throw me off, nor did I. And now you're sitting here going, I just kept it. And I'm like, no, that's counteractive to my healing. So you have to be honest about that. I think that's huge to just that awareness and that admitting of, oh, nope, this is just where I'm at. Well, and a lot of, a lot of times we don't have the luxury of not having that job. Right. And like when I was going through mine, I had to fit in the boxes of all the things and all the places and all what everything I was doing. And it took me a lot longer to get where I eventually got because I did, I had to fit in the boxes of that time of the marriage of my jobs of the, you know, all the things, right. If I could have peeled back all those layers, and just taken off all the labels and all the identities and I just could focus on my healing, like it would have been fast forward, right? Like the, the whole process could have been fast forwarded, but that wasn't my journey. My journey was the exact one that I took. It just took a lot longer. And it's that the cool thing is it still continues because we've never arrived at, at healed right? We're always healing. We're always, we're, it's always going to be a process. So no matter how good I feel and how easy it is for me to share now, there's still parts of me that will trigger it. There are still parts of me that cause pain when I speak of them, right? There are still, there, there's still things that I need to continue to address and be, be kind with myself around and hold space for my own self with mm-hmm. things that it, that I, I'm still working through, right? Because we're, it's a process and I have to be gentle with myself and I have to mm-hmm. be curious to say, okay, why did that feel the way that it did, right? Yeah. It, it could, because in the, when you're like, well, damn, I've done so much work, like this shouldn't hurt anymore. What's going on? So with coming to a place of curiosity and saying, why did that sting instead yeah. of judgment, right? It's so easy to judge ourselves mm-hmm. and say, well, damn it, I've been doing this for 19 years. I should be healed by now. Yeah. No, no, that's just not reality. And I've really worked very hard to be patient with myself and to come from a place of curiosity and say, okay, let, let's, let's dig into this a little bit deeper, but let's be kind about it instead of judgmental so yeah no and that's a beautiful reminder too because i have uh, <laughs> the judge i'm very much in the judgmental space in a lot of ways although i do see like little you know little ways and i think that's the other beautiful thing about a healing journey is you get to look back and go a year ago i wouldn't have said that oh yes. that's awesome yes yeah. again not healed because five minutes from now they trigger me oh so true something that guests tell me all the time. I say it all the time. Anybody who's listening needs to understand there is no such thing as healed. There is no D on the end of that word. The only time that is applied is if you have a cut on your finger and your skin's <laughs> like that's healed. Right. But the emotional, it just, it, there's no way that if someone was like, let me give you a list of all the ways you're going to get triggered. They would miss 90% of them. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Yeah. And it's different for everybody. That's the other part. Yeah. I was going to say part of it, like my personal experience in adulthood traumas, my trauma brain from childhood took over so much. There's so much I don't remember. Yeah. But it wants to remember. And so I do the body memory and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? 
and my body is screaming at me and I've had to learn to just, and it's hard. I, I will tell you, I'm still in the, I don't really trust it stage, but it's hard. But my body is absolutely screaming at me. Something's not right. And my brain cannot recall it. it is the most frustrating thing for me right now. Body keeps the score. I'm totally sure, does. I'm sure you've you've read that book. Read that the book, book, of course, we all have, haven't we? That book opened up my world. It yep. was like it was one of the catalysts to start my healing journey because um, I'm sure that you experienced it too. Like when you first get out of something, you just want to move on. You just want to start a new life. You just want to put the the horribleness in the rear view mirror and never look back. And you just want to bullhead, just get into the new life and forget that the, all this old stuff ever existed. Forget the pain, forget the trauma, forget the yuck, and just let's start a new life, damn it, mm -hmm. right? Like that, that was, that's how I was for the first, maybe like three, four years. Yep. And then suddenly your body starts going, remember, remember all that stuff that you experienced. Oh, now you're happy and you're married and everything's looks really good from the outside. Well, it's time for you to, you know, re like, it's time for you to deal with what's in here. It's time to, you know, and that's when you, you're like, your body says enough's enough. You got to recognize, you've got to sit with me. You've got to feel this. You can't run from this forever. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to start taking a, a, a an inventory of all of of all of the things that you've been running from and that you've been building this huge ar arsenal of, you know, things to keep you safe. But guess what? Your body's like, no, eventually I'm going to shut down and I'm going to force you to look at me. I'm going to force you to face me. I'm going to force you to deal with me and I'm going to force you to either heal from me or you know, that was not, I didn't have an alternative, right? Like I was forced by my physical body breaking down to say, I've got to, I've got to find a way to heal this. And that book, um, Body Keeps the Score, really helped me understand because my outward manifestation, which is very similar to many people that have um, experienced physical trauma or sexual mm -hmm. trauma, my mm -hmm. physical body started really breaking down. I was having mm -hmm. chronic migraines, chronic headaches, mm -hmm. allergy outbursts. My back was killing me all the time. My hips were inflamed. My neck was inflamed, <laughs> chronic pain, fibromyalgia, like all the diagnosis. And I'm going to this healthcare provider, this healthcare provider, this, and everybody's giving me these diagnoses, but nobody's fixing me nobody's being able to offer why I am like feeling like this and I'm only 30 something. Right. Yep. And then when I read that book, I was like, Oh, this is so much deeper. Than <laughs> right. And yeah. it's all connected. And that's when I realized I had to be my own advocate. I had to find a way to start healing. Mm -hmm. And so I, my journey took a very um, huge divergent away from the mainstream healthcare system because I wasn't getting the help that I needed yep. um, in talk therapy and in the other things that I, I was trying at that time. And so I ended up taking my own holistic route where I uncovered the things that really helped me to heal. Um, and that, that, only came from understanding the connection between the body, mind, and spirit yeah. and understanding that everything that we go through is recorded in our bodies. bodies. So. I, think, I think I feel super blessed that I found that book early and it was mm -hmm. a podcast guest that recommended it, of course. Like it, I really feel like 
I, I always learn more from my guests than, than anything else, but it was someone recommended. And I'm like, oh, I'll read it. And I read it and it was just like, oh, and then I had another guest recommend going to see a naturopathic doctor. And I'm like, oh, and I've recently had bouts of um, shingles. And my doctor, <laughs> my naturopathic doctor's like autoimmune response. And totally normal. Yeah. Your body's gonna, and she goes, you may have a really bad breakout and it'll probably heal itself. I'm like, wait, what? She goes, it's okay. If you're having little ones, that means your body is ready. And she, you know, she did all these hormone tests and she goes, even if you hadn't told me your story, I could have told you, you have PTSD. I'm like, wait, you agree with me? I was like, you're, you're not going to sit here and tell me I don't. She goes, no, your body's telling me you do. I was like, no. So I feel blessed that I got that early. Or Some that it's go, in your head, right? Yeah, I've gotten that. I ha I went through a few therapists that told me it didn't happen. And I was just like, bye. <laughs> you are not going to sit here and tell me I did not experience what I experienced. Right. No. And and they, well-meaning, like it wasn't that they were trying to re-traumatize me or harm me. They right. just yeah. not informed. Yeah. And that, yeah. And I think we do, a lot of us end up going, okay, yeah. Traditional talk therapy, it serves its purpose. Right. It can, it can yeah. get you talking. It can help you open yeah. up. It can give that safe space, but it's only a small piece of it where a lot of those alternative, um, I mean, and I don't know about you, but for me, it was, it's been somatic work, uh, the body work. Yeah. Just in kind of the somatic yeah. I mean, I've done a little bit of the visceral, the somatic, uh, trauma therapy, cognitive therapy, EMDR, hypnotherapy, craniosacral therapy, you know, all of the, all of the things um, have worked in conjunction, uh, even energy work uh, has. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that the biggest thing also, my faith, right? My faith has carried me. Um, right. and, and as I've found my faith again, because mm -hmm. coming out of, of that relationship or coming out of the cult and, and in that relationship to God, what I was taught from the cult was not, I, I didn't want anything to do with that. I was like, if that's God, forget it. I don't want anything to do with that. Right. And I ran from God and ran from religion for a long time. Um, and then when I, when I refound my faith and really understood that the things that were of the cult have nothing to do with God and have nothing to do with, with, um, you know, the, the relationship that I was able to build and yeah. that has now carried me to, through my healing uh, are yeah. very, two separate, very different things. So, uh, and I, I love that you brought that a point. Cause I, I personally will probably never be religious again, that that's a person, but I'm glad that you found faith and spirituality. And I think, however, we get there, that those two elements are also key. It's faith because faith gives us hope and trust when that's so hard for us, yeah. us survivors are like, trust, are you kidding me? Right. So if I can have faith in the universe in the spirit in source in God, in Allah, in Buddha, I don't care. Give it a name, give it an identity, give it that faith space and that spiritual space of understanding that we aren't this, yeah. like there's something bigger. There's, we need that. That's a human yeah. essence that we it need is. that as part of healing. It is. And understanding we're not alone, right? Having a true understanding of faith and spirituality makes you feel less alone. Yes. When you're physically alone, it, you're still not alone, right? And that has carried me through some very, very dark times on my mm -hmm. healing journey. 
because mm-hmm. there are times where no, you just don't feel understood by anybody because you don't feel like anybody can really understand your trauma or understand the things that you've experienced. And as they try, right? Like as, but we're all human and we're, Mm -hmm. we're all, you know, a little tapped out when it comes to, to ouch, to pain, right? We're all a little tapped out. And so, um, yeah, if it wasn't for me being able to, um, re-identify with my, um, faith and with my, what I have come to understand as, as my reason, right. Uh, this whole journey would be a much tougher one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no, and I think that's why I think faith and spirituality is so important that I'm not alone in those quiet, dark, painful. I mean, we've been there yeah. curled up in the ball, you know, screaming, crying for whatever reason. And sometimes we can't even explain it, but that is very, I have yet to meet somebody in my podcast that's like, nope, haven't been there. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, okay, either you're just not ready to share it or you're not on the journey that I'm on because in those moments, just knowing, and you know, you hear it as the voice of God. I hear it as the voice of the universe again, but there's something there that says, you're not alone. I'm here. I'm here. It's okay. And you can be in those moments because they're hard and they are I, I, you know, I hope that they get less. I don't know. Cause I'm still in, in phases where there seems to be a lot, but you know, but then there's all the, there's also, you know, the, and this is the part that, you know, as we, we come towards the last little bit of our time together, where we talk about as we move in the healing, you know, it's not all, it's not all rosy. It's not all great, but then I don't know. Gratitude gets easier. You, you become less of, you said in the beginning where you're just like, I'm going to move on. And that toxic positivity shows up like, it's great. But then one day, like I woke up from nightmares the other night and all of a sudden I woke up from a nightmare and I'm like, oh, I am so grateful to be in this space. And you're like, whoa, that's new. Yeah. But that kind of, that, that gratitude, that, that yeah. hope becomes easier. It as does. Well. It does. And I remember when I can like remember distinctly when my nightmares turned into, um, into the, it would be, I would still be at the compound where I would used to have nightmares, wake up with, you know, the sweats and the crying and the screaming and the running and all the things. Right. And now I was in control in my mm-hmm. dreams, right? Like yeah. my dreams shifted, my nightmares shifted. where now I was in control or Mm -hmm. I was watching other save other people, or I became like, I could tell my, my dreams shifted, my nightmare shifted. And so I, thankfully it's been years and years since I've had a nightmare in that way, because now when I dream of the culture, I dream of the compound or I dream of the people from the compound, they I'm either trying to help them or I'm kind of like an outsider overseeing or looking, but I'm never out of control. I'm never being taken advantage of. I'm never being hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's, but also that same shift happens in our healing journey, right? Mm -hmm. It goes through these ebbs and flows of how we feel when we start taking our power back, how we feel when we start understanding what it means to have complex PTSD what it means to have some of these diagnoses that there's very little information about, to be perfectly honest. 
right? In mainstream, in mainstream yeah. healthcare where your insurance will actually cover it, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and so it's, it's all of these things that it ebbs and flows. And as you get more information, becoming secure in that and understanding, ha- taking a better and deeper understanding of the process and understanding it's just that the process. Process. So. Yeah. It's so interesting. You talk about the dreams. Cause I'm like, yeah, all of a sudden my abuser's in my dream and I'm telling him to leave. Right. Yeah. You wake up and you're like, and then there's some dreams and I'm still in the in-betweens, but that, that space of dreaming is super powerful yeah. because it does. Then it shows up in, in, in life and it's our subconscious, that space where we're like talking to ourselves. Um, and I think that that, that piece of the healing where you're just, yeah, there is, there is power in it. There is a lot of, you know, empowerment in being able to just keep moving forward. Yeah. Cause those painful, you know, again, they show up, like I said, I was screaming at my husband the other day and then, and, and, and he's like, you're doing it again. And I'm like, he's like, you're trying to pick a fight. And I'm like, no, he's like, we are emotionally cycling. And it happens. Yeah. It happens less, but it happens. And right. I think that's the the journey piece of it. Delivery driver. I can tell I'm like, oh, Van just showed up. Uh, that's the piece of it, that it's never ending. But as we let go of the pain, as we we lean into this part of life, you know, and, and maybe you can share some of the things like that you have that are just super positive delivery driver. I'm going to let you answer the question because my dogs are just going to be doing that. But what that I really had to wrap my head around was getting comfortable with being uncomfortable on this journey of healing, right? Um, as you said a few minutes ago, like the, the healing journey is not one of all roses and butterflies and silver linings. Like you have to become uncomfortable to truly heal and you have to get comfortable with that feeling of being uncomfortable or you won't heal it. You won't feel it enough to heal it. Right. Because I am a stark believer that you cannot heal what you do not feel. So if you cannot get back in touch with the feeling, with the detachment, with the, you know, all of those things, you can't truly heal it. And so that has, that has um, been a source of pain, (laughs) severe pain in this healing journey, because as, as we want to heal, you're like, why do I have to feel it again? Why? Like, can't I just move through it? Can't I just get, you know, can I get past it? And your body says, no, your mind says, no, like we have to heal it again in order to truly feel it. And that has been, um, that has been a, a really deep lesson for me to learn, but it's also been so helpful. And it's been helpful for me now as a coach, when I get to be able to hold space for someone else to feel their stuff so that I can help them to navigate with the tools, with the resources in order to, the, to bring them to a, their next level of healing, which has been really cool to get to start to do. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love that, that that is just, you know, like you said, being uncomfortable and you actually kind of start to, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Ooh, okay. Wait, I'm uncomfortable. And you just notice the uncomfortable instead of, yeah, trying to push through Running it. Running from beautiful. it. Pushing, yeah. Yeah. And how beautiful on the flip side that you get to help people walk through that space. Um, you know, and that's kind of a, a great 
segue into how I always end my shows. So for people who are listening and they're like, Hey, I would really love to connect with Martha, you know, hear more about her story, get the book, talk to you now, maybe coaching. What's a really good way for people to connect with you right now? So you can always go to my website. My website is www.pickwellness, that's P-I-C wellness, L-L-C.com. Or um, you can email me, you can Facebook, Instagram. I'm sure you'll put all that in the show notes. Um, but I, I love, I love to communicate. So any way that you find to send me an email, a text, a whatever, a stork, I'm open to communication. So fantastic. Yes. And all of the links to everything is down in the show notes below. So just tap one of those, um, whatever your preferred ways and get connected with Martha. Thank you, Martha, for joining me on the show, sharing your story, being open and, you know, about the healing piece, because that's why we do what we do, um, to help others know they are not alone. So thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. And thank you for having this beautiful platform. We appreciate it. I know your listeners do, and I do. So thank you for doing what you do, Megan. I appreciate that. To the listeners who joined us, thank you. And as always, I'm wishing you peace, love, and flow. And may your flow be ever rising. Until next time, friends. Thank you.